Tie a bow around the uh, superhero conversation. Had some people on the text line jump in. Captain America, which uh, we mentioned towards the tail end. It's surprising Captain America didn't go. One of my favorites. Yeah, I probably should have picked Captain America. Why? Because he's strong? No, I just feel like my Phoenix pick fell flat. Because I love America. I appreciated your Phoenix pick. That was a good pick. Yeah. Solid pick. I feel like you didn't Not as good it. as mine, but... <laughs> uh, text pick. line loves uh, JJ's Punisher pick. Punisher's the best Marvel show of all time. Yeah, I, I said, I think it might be the best thing Marvel has done. Just on its own. Standalone. What about Gambit? Gambit was one of my favorites. Gambit was pretty good. Mm. had the cards. Yeah, hey, just throw cards. The little ace of spades. Yeah. That ain't gonna... That ain't gonna fly. Yeah. <laughs> my mic broke. Throw a card at that Superman. Ain't gonna fly. That ain't gonna fly. Bounce right off that S. Try throwing a card at that no, man. No, 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 no. No. I liked Gambit. Gonna do it with a to, to the Hulk with a card. Great hair, right? If I remember really correctly. Really good hair. Solid, yeah, solid head of hair. Great yeah. moss on top. Mm-hmm. Great lettuce. Um, no one took Mighty Mouse. No, no mm-hmm. one did. I think are they trying to be cheeky and say like Mickey Mouse? No, like, Mighty that, Mouse. Oh, okay. Cheeky. Is you don't that, know, like what are you English? Know. You don't I'm Sorry. You don't know Mighty Mouse? Come to say the have day. been watching the Mouse? Premier League this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they trying to be cheeky? <laughs> I like I Mighty love, Mouse. Yeah, I love Mighty kid. Mouse when yeah. I was younger. Come on. Okay, so I'm just out of touch. Trying to win fights here. Okay. Mighty Mouse ain't doing nothing. I receive it. That's trying to win fights. Mighty Mouse ain't doing nothing. Like, I won. I think we all agree oh, I won. Mm. Uh, Superman, Batman, Wolverine, Strongly Phoenix. disagree. All different types, different abilities. Strongly disagree. Get I'm off my lawn. I'm going to all of your guys' head explode except for Dr. Manhattan. We have a problem there. I'm going to yeah. figure it out. I have agility. I have super strength. Yeah, Simone just wanted yeah. to just, uh, Great you know, pick. Dr. Manhattan is everybody. a great pick. <laughs> You can't brainwash Dr. Manhattan. That's just the thing. I uh, just wanted to brainwash everyone. And can't take do over it. The world domination. I win. All right, back to, I win. Back to sports. Third and final hour. No, third hour of third the four-hour hour show now. <laughs> We're this is what happens when you go for two two weeks. <laughs> I went back to like three to six. I was, I, I, dun, 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 dun. I was hoping that when I returned, we'd be doing a three-hour show. That didn't happen? <laughs> no. Still, those those still changes doing, weren't still, made? No. Still doing four. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. We prefer it this way. Oh, do we? Who's we? Uh, third, third hour of the four-hour program. Uh, let's let's talk some. Uh, he just loves that fourth hour so much. That's right. Let's, yeah, right. let's talk some football. Uh, our friend Kyle Matson wrote something that stood out uh, to us recently, and it had to do with the approach, the approach of the Niners. And as uh, Kyle wrote, it's it's trying to thread the needle, and the Warriors try to do this by drafting Wiseman, Moody. In Kaminga, the thought mm-hmm. was, oh, well, as the older guys leave, the newer guys take over, and boom, right? You're, you're developing a young core while you are winning with the older core. And uh, Matson wrote, 49ers may not uh, have made a ton of huge splashes this offseason, but that may be because they're in the process of stepping onto the tightrope that NFL teams inevitably reach when they've had a sustained run of success. Some teams push all their chips in to win now when they believe their Super Bowl window is open. The Rams, good example. They won a championship, but they now find themselves looking for a new Super Bowl window to open. Other teams tear it all down and try to rebuild. The Niners are aiming to do something in the middle. Mike Sando, Rami's friend in The Athletic, offered a good illustration of how they're doing this. He wrote a piece highlighting the best offseason move for each team. For the 49ers, it was Javon Hargrave. Sando pointed out how the team set itself up for the future. With the Hargrave move. Said the comp pick 
chess game continues. The Niners in line to score a 2024 third round choice after losing Rand Carthon uh, to the Titans. And then uh, D'Amico Ryans obviously went to the Texans. They could get another third down, a third round pick down the line if defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes spends at least two seasons with the Niners before landing a head coaching job. Can they maximize those picks? So, Rami, the big question from Kyle's piece here is whether or not the Niners can effectively thread that needle. Do you think they can thread the needle? Not not rebuilding, not tearing mm-hmm. it down and rebuilding, but trying to develop younger talent as they keep this championship window open. I think it's I think I do think it's possible, Nick. And and you mentioned the Warriors as as the comparison or at least they attempted to do what the 49ers are now attempting to do. I would pick another team in the NBA and and make the comparison I think it's more Miami Heat like when and not to say that they they're playing with a bunch of undrafted players the way that the Miami Heat are but the they find talent in unlikely places. You know you know what I mean? They don't have high first round picks. Right. And and they ha- they seem to have a knack for finding talent where other people aren't necessarily looking and really really have a knack for developing talent and getting the most out of guys, they, they and they keep on stockpiling all these compensatory picks by by losing coaches and and I talked about it last week, Nick. Not only do they have that eye for talent and developing it when it comes to players, man, they've lost three defensive coordinators to being head coaches in this league, and yeah. they just keep on finding new guys. They've lost they lost Mike McDaniel to to the Dolphins to to go and take the job there after he was the offensive coordinator and the offense didn't really skip a beat despite losing three quarterbacks along the way. That's the type of stuff that that makes success sustainable and and can 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 take it across eras so to speak when when you're talking about any sport across the board and I think the 49ers now we can fall apart Real fast. Yes. You know what I mean? There have been teams and organizations that have felt or even looked like they were poised to do what we're talking about. And one or two people take a job somewhere else or there's there's friction and then they decide to leave. Things can fall apart real, real fast. But if they can keep the team together, so to speak, and by that I mean the brain trust and and the the drafting and developing that this that this organization seems to be able to do over and over and over again, then I think that is it's it's definitely something that they can do, Nick. I break down this conversation to its simplest form, and I always go back to the quarterback and whether or not you have a formidable quarterback that can consistently win at a high level uh, in the NFL. And so to me, the ability of the Niners to either accomplish threading this needle or failing at threading the needle all comes down to Brock Purdy and or Trey Lance. It all comes down to that position. Because if you tell me that Purdy is going to be a QB1 for the next 10 years and will give you a chance to win championships, then absolutely, because that's the most important piece of the puzzle, baby. But if Brock Purdy is not that guy, if Brock Purdy, the small sample size that we have, is not representative of what he is truly going to be for a 17-week season in the NFL, if if that's what he's going to be, then great. But if that's not what he's going to be, if it's not that small sample size that we saw, then everything falls apart. It doesn't matter. You you can have a great defense. If you don't have a quarterback that can hold his own water, you're not going to win a title. We've seen that with the Niners. That's why they are not Super Bowl champions with Kyle Shanahan. 
the quarterback position has failed them. It got them to a point. Their defense got them to a point. Their running game got them to a point. But inevitably, when the chips came down and you had to make plays in the fourth quarter, Jimmy G didn't, Patrick Mahomes did. Sure. So that's the difference. That's a fair point. But when you can put together a roster and then have the turnover on the roster that they've had and just keep finding guys, I've said before, Nick, that when you have a franchise quarterback, winning is like putting together a 20-piece puzzle. When you don't have a franchise quarterback, it's like putting together a thousand piece puzzle. You know, right. you got to get a yeah. lot. You got to get a lot more decisions right. Yeah. over through the roster to to get the same type of results. But they've shown that they can do it, man. Like I said, it's always on shaky ground, and especially when you're doing it this way and without the franchise quarterback. But they seem to be able to do it. Here's the interesting thing: is that. We all know how I feel about Jimmy G, how you feel about Jimmy G. We both agree, pretty average quarterback who's obviously injury-prone, going through it again now in Vegas before he even plays a single game for them. Jimmy G fell into their lap. Like Those kinds of things don't usually happen in the NFL. If they swing and miss on both Purdy and Trey Lance, this could be a long process, Rami. You could be looking at trying to find the next guy for the next five, six years. Mm -hmm. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are not going to survive that five to six-year window. They have to make it with Purdy or Lance. That's it. Yeah, if if both those guys end up being, for lack of a better word, busts, then it's it, it's going to be it's going to be pretty hard to keep or, this thing going. Bust, but it, I'd say if, if Lance is a bust, yes. But if Brock Purdy reverts back to I just mean, who he was. Yeah, I just mean bust as in they, they're they not the right. quarterback the 49ers but need. I think we get wrapped up into this stuff. And look, again, he could be a great story. It's a great movie. All of that stuff. I've said it enough, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if he ends up being who every team in the NFL, including the, including Niners, the Niners, thought he was going yep. to be, then you're going to fall short. Yeah. And you got to find the guy. But if either of those guys is just replacement level, average NFL quarterback, they've shown that they can they can be as good as anyone and make deep playoff runs with that. All right, do you think the Niners can thread this needle? Can they continue to develop the young talent and uh, be able to transition from the current window to maybe a longer window? 916-339-1140 is the text line. Of course, you can give us a call at 1-800-920-1140. Don't forget, we're also on YouTube, youtube.com, Sports. 1140 give us that thumbs up we always appreciate it also uh, online you can find us with podcasts some great some great writing on the site as well from frankie c and emil and others you can check it out at sacktownsports.com the cali classic returns to the g1c we'll have the details and more in 90 seconds cattles and rami Sacktown sports yes i am back beaming on the youtube chat nick it's good to see you back it is It'll be back. Uh, the very least, it'll be uh, a, a four-hour distraction for me every day, which is is much needed. That's great. I did not get arrested. I know uh, that might have been brought up a couple times <laughs> during my absence. I was not arrested. <laughs> uh, we had we had some, some personal things happen over the last couple of weeks, and uh, without getting into detail, I'll just say this: explain the situation quickly again without the details. Uh, something happened back home, and that took about a week and a half or so to, to kind of settle. Mm-hmm. So we were working on that. And then uh, I was hoping to come back last Thursday. Didn't quite happen. 
and then had a vacation day Friday. And the thought was that Friday was going to be a decompression day because, the, you know, the, the close to two weeks that we had gone through, Kelly and I, yeah, uh, were pretty rough. So it was, hey, we're going to go. We mapped it out. <laughs> we're going to go to this place. We're going to go to that place. We're going to... And then Friday we and got just some unwind, uh, have yes, some good times, unwind and unwind. Maybe laugh a little bit, sure, which we certainly needed. Yes. Uh, and then Friday we got we got some news, which was awful. Um, so that kind of reset everything, and so that's why I missed uh, yesterday. Fortunately, Monday was the holiday, so you know I was able to somewhat put some pieces together. But I, I think it made people suspicious because on on Friday. I was, and, you know, the conspiracy theories had already started. I saw you with uh, I Whitey, like, I think, and you said, this is his last day. I was right? like, Nick will be back Tuesday. For all you conspiracy theorists, Nick yeah. will be back. T- and then you weren't back And then Tuesday. you got on and you yeah, said, and uh, was, Nick's not here. I was like, uh-oh. Everybody was. <laughs> Just threw gas on that fire. <laughs> was wondering what the hell was going on here. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, but we, we got some personal stuff. And, and honestly, being as transparent as I can without the details, this stuff's going to last a while. So, uh, you know. Hopefully, distraction and, and to kind of hang out here will will help uh, get the mind off of things. But it's been a, a challenging two weeks. Appreciate everybody and uh, feel you know when you're in radio, you you know it, Rami. Like when you miss like a few days, you start feeling bad. Mm-hmm. You're like you know because the rest of the crew has got to pick it up, and there's yep. no doubt or lack of trust in the rest of the crew. It's just you know everybody's got to kind of pick it up. And Rami had to work with different people at different times, and JJ is moving from the back to the front, you know, behind the glass, the front of the mic, and. Simone shifting stuff, and, you know, Kyle's getting called in last. So I know it was a very, very challenging time for everybody here, too. Um, but we're, we're, moving, uh, we're moving forward. So we, we talked about the Niners threading that needle, and, and I do think that it'll be a very difficult uh, challenge for them to do. Not impossible, but they, they've, got to hit, they've got to hit the quarterback position. And we'll see if they, if they actually did with Brock Purdy. And, of course, that means we've got to wait to see what happens, uh, you know, with, with the surgery and the remnants of the surgery. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow, but I saw Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talking about Purdy, and I think Lynch talked about, uh, you know, how he's all fired up about what he saw from Purdy today. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that, I think, a little bit more tomorrow. The text line, though, it's all Shanahan's fault and Harbaugh's fault. Better coaches win Super Bowls. Purdy can go 0-6, and six and he still is a badass. Um Pet yeah, coaches, but there are plenty of good coaches that have zero rings. Great yeah. coaches, even. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to the quarterback. There's a lot of coaches that aren't great coaches that won that with, won Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So look at Bill Belichick. Yeah, there's one not the name. Uh, so who is that? Yeah. I don't even know him. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, sounds like an interesting man. So we'll see if uh, you missed me. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting uh, away from the podium, not so much in the public eye. Um, so we'll we'll see if if they hit on either Purdy or Lance. Maybe maybe Lance, you know, maybe Lance has a great rebirth here and resets his career and and becomes the guy they hoped he would be. Meanwhile, uh, there are some other things happening. Uh, the the uh, G1C is going to get the Cali Classic back again this year. Uh, this is very exciting news. Everybody knows about the Cali Classic, and uh, it came out today. That's right around the corner. Yeah, Jason Anderson tweeted out July 3rd and 5th will be the two days that uh, we'll have the Cali Classic. And uh, the Spurs and Hornets are going to be there. This is great because, of course, that's Ooh, the first Wemby. pick and the second pick. Oh, oh, that's right. You could yes. have Wemby versus Scoot. Okay. If they play. Sometimes teams won't play their guys. Yeah. 
I see JJ shaking his head. No, like, on, we won't see Wemby. Wembenyama's not playing until the first game of September, <laughs> October. <laughs> but we can hope. We can hope. So the Spurs and Hornets will be there. Obviously, the Kings will be there. Warriors, Lakers will be there. Nice. And the Miami Heat will also be uh, part of the Cali potential Classic. defending champion. Miami Heat. You will not see a single person who plays a single second in this postseason <laughs> playing a game, but yes. Yes. Um, so you got Spurs, Hornets, Kings, Warriors, Lakers, and Heat. Uh, also, Jimmy the, Butler is crazy enough to play in that. You see him in this interview? Look at I this. do. I love the sideshow Bob look. The little uh, the little pom pom kind of hair. I like dude, it. Kinda. I like it. He is. I'm a fan. He is one of my favorite human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Same. I, I love Jimmy Butler. Same. I'm right there with like, you. I wish I could hate. Like honestly, like the Celtics lost the finals last year to the Warriors. Steph Curry is one of my favorites. I'm like, yes, I was angry and upset, but I'm like, I can't be mad at we Steph were just, Curry and Jimmy Butler. The same thing. Not to take this show back down too far this road, but we were just talking superheroes. We had a superhero draft and, and draft mockery in the four, in the three o'clock hour. A good villain is is somebody that that you can sort of. Uh, grow a liking to you know what I mean and Jimmy Butler is a great villain he's and a villain now I think so yeah the way he just torments fan bases and teams as as he's okay. dis- as See, he's disposing of them I yeah think, I think it depends I think it depends I like, mean, it depends it, on who you are trash talk is trash talk even like, even villains have supporters and people who are like yeah I get it yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I love Jimmy I just, Butler yeah I find it hard and the to, villain that he plays I find it hard to, to dislike Jimmy Butler in any way he seems, even away from the floor, he seems like there a very funny, think, grounded dude. I think Simone is one of them. There are people who think Killmonger was onto something in the Black oh, Panther. Uh, okay. See what I'm saying? I'm stopping it right now. You're going to do this throughout the show? I'm stopping it right now is what I'm doing. I'm stopping it right now. <laughs> no, he wasn't um, too far off with his political ideologies. Me, okay. Meanwhile, uh, so the, the A's are facing some uh, public opposition in Vegas. Uh, they're, they're, of course, trying to get $380 million in public funding. Oh, is that it? And, uh, more money, more money, more money. Look, politicians, they never enjoy, Rami, PR battles. Mm-hmm. They always want to do the popular thing, right? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they're going to try to they're gonna try to swerve you and let you try to believe in the idea that they're doing the, the right thing. That's exactly right. So uh, there's a little bit of a PR battle happening down in uh, in Vegas. For this for this A story and and then possibly moving to Vegas here in the next few years, uh, there's also apparently some some I would say push and pull with with another local team because on Monday night the A's had their presentation for SB 509, which is the bill they're trying to pass to get the 380 million dollars in public funding, and uh, State Senator Marilyn Dondero Loop is on the microphone here and. Uh, Listen to what happened and how this all went on Monday night for the A's. Thank you so much, and I appreciate that. And before we go any further, um, Golden Knights, two to nothing. Uh, hey. Three. Hey. You see what happened? You see what happened? I can't move that fast, you guys. It's all good. We're up. That's the story. All right. But we were listening to you, Mr. Aguero. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> Go Knights. I was listening to you. No, no you, you weren't. weren't. 
I missed the last score. Because <laughs> you're you're that's lackey probably didn't tell you the score. They didn't a, they didn't update you on the score. It's a bad sign for the A's. Yeah, People like aren't this even is paying like, attention during the <laughs> This is like the hearing yeah. to try to present why you want... People are watching the hockey game right. instead. It's so unserious. Yeah. If, it, if it was like if it was like just Don Darrow Loop who was like, "Oh, by the way, two nothing." But the entire room is like, "Three! <laughs> Are you watching? <laughs> that does tell you yeah, exactly. That tells you how 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 much people are paying attention to what's actually happening in that room right there. That's a bad sign, man, for the A's. Good luck in Vegas. All if right. you get there. I hope it falls through. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, I hope I it might falls be- through and John Fisher looks like the clown that that he has been. And the A's end up staying in the Bay Area, and they force Fisher out with a, with a new might, owner and a new stadium. I legitimately, at, at this moment in time, on, on May 31st, 2023, that might be the thing I'm rooting hardest for in the world of sports. Yes. Is that this Vegas A's yeah. thing falls through, and they make an ass oh, of John Fisher, you. and he has to sell the team. The Celtics are out right now. Yes. This is the hardest yes. thing that I'm rooting for. I'm, I'm right there with you. For real. Front of the line, baby. Just right. to show Rob Manfred and John Fisher, just to get, so they get their comeuppance. Next, we'll talk uh, two contending NBA teams who have hired new head coaches and completely... So while I was gone, Adrian Griffin got the head coaching gig in Milwaukee. And uh, interesting context with that hiring, Rami. Uh, our friend John Gamadoro, 98.7 FM in Phoenix, uh, had said before, before that hiring was made, here's what uh, Gambadoro said on the air. I think that Griffin is going to get the Milwaukee job because Giannis wants him. There's like a butting of the heads in Milwaukee from what I'm being told because you've got the owner, you've got the GM, you've got Giannis. They want to keep Giannis and they want to keep Giannis happy. Adrian Griffin is his choice. That's who he wants. Now, I have heard that's there, that there's a good chance that Philly is going to make a play for Nurse, that Philly's going to want Nurse. Obviously, Gambadoro hit on both of those. He has very good sources. Uh, he is right a lot more than he is wrong. And he nailed both picks for the head coaches in those spots, right? He nailed Griffin going to Milwaukee. He nailed Nurse going to Philly. Now, here's what's interesting to me, Rami. Again, Giannis had the call for Griffin. That's what Gambadoro said. I'm going to believe Gambadoro because he's the only dude that was out there saying Adrian Griffin is the guy because Giannis wants him, and then he ends up getting hired. Mm-hmm. So Giannis called the shot for the head coach in Milwaukee. Meanwhile, Philadelphia hires Nurse, and from what you read, one of the major reasons why Nurse is in Philadelphia is because of the relationship he has with the GM, Daryl Morey. So you have two teams. And this is what's very fascinating to me. You've got two teams that you would qualify as contenders. You've got two teams that have an MVP at the center of the roster. You've got Embiid in Philly. You've got Giannis in Milwaukee. You've got two teams that are facing very difficult decisions this offseason. Will Philly lose James Harden, right? And how do they recover from that if they do? Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton could be gone. Drew Holiday is 33, 34 years old. Giannis. People are wondering, you know, is this the time in the next year or two that Giannis does indeed leave Milwaukee? So two critical times for two contending teams in the same conference. One pretty much acquiesced to their star player and said, Giannis, we want to keep Giannis. If Giannis wants Griffin, we're going Griffin. 
Like, it almost doesn't matter what the GM or owner thought. Giannis wants him, Giannis gets him. Meanwhile, in Philly, coming off of an MVP season, now I'm sure Joel Embiid was talked to. I don't think it was like they called him and he's like, oh, really? Nick Nurse? But it doesn't sound like it was a hire Nick Nurse or Mm -hmm. this is a disaster, right? So... One team goes with kind of the the standard practice, the traditional GM guy or woman at the top of an organization making that decision and bringing the coach in. One went with the more evolved, current NBA player power kind of feel and allowed Giannis to pretty much choose the guy he wanted to coach the team. Which approach do you lean towards? If you're if you're you know if you're a fan and you're and you you follow the Bucks right. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have the GM make the call or the superstar player make the call? I don't I I find I find it hard to believe that Giannis is like it's Adrian Griffin or nobody and I'm out. You know what he just does, he doesn't strike me as that type of guy, but Nick, I'm try and especially in the NBA, more than any other sport, you got to keep your superstars happy. You have to, especially when we're a year away from talking about another Giannis extension, legitimately him getting another extension with the Bucks, or him deciding not to take that extension and, and go test the free agent waters. Man, if you miss on Adrian Griffin, you'll be able to hire another coach and you'll have Giannis locked up in a new contract by then because you made him happy with this hire. If you, if you, if you have a disgruntled Giannis, and he walks away, Adrian Griffin doesn't do a damn thing for you, man. Superstars in this league are far more valuable than coaches. If getting Adrian Griffin was the only way to keep Giannis happy, and again, I don't know that that was necessary. I believe Gambo, and he has great sources. I agree with you there. If that was indeed the only way to keep him happy, then yeah, you do it, man. You do it, and you keep him there, and you hope it works, and if it doesn't, You'll get another shot at it working because you'll still have Giannis. Now, if if Gambadoro is correct, and this really came down to, hey, Giannis wants Griffin, so Griffin's going to be the guy, which that makes it certainly sound like this was Giannis's decision, right? Like, that's, that's why they're going to bring him in, because he's Giannis's guy. I would rather have a situation where you you have the GM get input from the superstar, but the GM makes the decision and picks the guy that he wants or the woman that he wants. I, I think that's best for everybody. Like, here's my pushback on the Giannis thing. If you win, Giannis is going to stay. So pick the right guy. Giannis might be upset for a month or two if Griffin, his guy, isn't the one that's picked. But ultimately, Giannis just wants to win. The, the dude, we know Giannis. He's the ultimate competitor. All he wants to do is win. But like we just said, Nick, one team wins a championship every year, and you might have a championship team on paper. If it doesn't work, if you're not that one team yeah, holding up think, the trophy, I think if and Giannis, Giannis didn't get his coach, he might I, be walking. I, I have to believe, off of Giannis saying that you know losing in five games to Miami was not a failure, I've got to believe that Giannis is a little bit more reasonable than that. I don't think it would be championship or bust. I think if you're consistently making deep runs in the playoffs with a new coach, I think Giannis would be fine. I think Giannis would look at it and say, yeah, you know what? We're winning. We're winning most of our games. We're a top two or three seed. We're getting into the playoffs. You know, we're winning. We're getting to the Eastern Conference Finals or, or you know, whatever that ultimate uh, result would be with that new coach. I, I think he would look at it and be fine with it. Like, I understand player power. Just kind of like – and I'm, I, I don't want to – 
say that Giannis are these two guys, and I hope you understand that he's definitely not these two guys. But it kind of reminds me of like the Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant thing when they first got to Brooklyn, where it was mm-hmm. like, we could coach the team. Yeah. Anybody could coach a team. Sure, why not, Steve Nash? Like, just because you're a great player doesn't mean that you could pick the best coach. Like, that is the GM's role. And so, I don't like the idea of being too far in. Yes, of course, he has a seat at the table. Every star does. It's like the NFL with the quarterback. Yes, they're going to have a seat at the table. You're going to talk to him about it. I would also say just because you brought Giannis's guy in doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay. doesn't guarantee he's going to stay. If you bring Griffin in and you're losing, guess what? Giannis might leave. So it's kind of crazy because if you chose Griffin to be the guy because Giannis wanted him, and if you know Griffin fails, and I'm not saying he will, former Boston Celtic, hope he doesn't. Say if Griffin fails and Giannis leaves, well, Giannis left because the coach failed you, which was the coach that Giannis wanted. Which really stinks. And I just wonder when this thing happens, when something like this happens, if Griffin doesn't work out, then who gets held accountable? Giannis ain't getting fired. GM's going to get fired because he followed his superstar. I think the GM gets at least one more hire. And and maybe you don't maybe. give Giannis as much input the next time around if, if this blows up in your face. And like I said, by then, Giannis is either in the twilight of his career or already locked up into a long-term contract. And... You'll get another crack at it with another head coach. Look, there's the the right answer is well, if they win. The approach that brings the best coach. And as I've said before, even if you don't value a guy's opinion, make him believe you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. the best route to take. Lie to him if you have to make and make them, him believe you're listening. Make him believe yes. that you made the choice. Yes, exactly. But it, all, all that matters is winning. And, again, if, if they didn't bring in Giannis's guy, does it put more pressure on you to win? Absolutely. But, ultimately, you're bringing in the coach because you think you're going to win games with that coach. Mm-hmm. So, if you win games, Giannis is more likely to stay. If you lose, he's more likely to go. That's it. It's pretty simple to me. want to remind you that uh, all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop Honda shop. A classic run CMC. Burt Kreischer is a very funny human being. I love that man. He is uh, hes a joy to watch. My friend Ryan in Virginia Beach uh, was the first person to kind of point me into the direction of the machine. And honestly, the first time I saw one of his specials, I, I wasn't like, whoa, this is very funny. But then he, I, I kind of just started to like his style and more and more I started to like him and now that's what it is yeah the last special I watched with Kelly like yeah, this was like two months ago it was pretty funny it was good he's a like he's like one of the most likable people out there he is and he I don't know if he does this intentionally or some people are just this type of person he he kind of stays away from everything that divides us and is just just a genuinely good fun funny person who yeah. apparently is fun to be around also yes uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I would love to to be in that space. I would love to see more people be in that space. The, you know, non-polarizing, yes. non-yelling and picking sides and planting the flags and all of that stuff. It for me, it happens way too often in this world. But I digress. Uh, he also has a movie coming out, The, the Machine, Machine, which is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's the first special I saw was when he told the whole Machine story. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Burt Kreischer. Look up the machine. It's it's a very very funny, it's a wild and unbelievable ass. and wild it's story. A wild story, man. It is. It's <laughs> it's insane. Involving the Russian mob and a stand up comedian. So uh, Kreischer was on the Rich Eisen show recently, 
and uh, he brought up a story that had to do with run CMC, Christian McCaffrey of all people. Here's Kreischer. I got real drunk in the corner, <laughs> corner of Christian McCaffrey, and I was drunk, and I go, oh hey, gosh. do you think I can catch you? And he goes, what? I said, in this room, $10,000. I can catch you. And he was like, what are you talking about? I to go, Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, just in this room. It's like you know, 20 by 30 by 30. I said, give me 20 minutes. Do you think I'd ever catch you, catch you and hold you down? Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, there are dudes that are, Ten times more athletic, you didn't train all year and can't catch me. <laughs> he goes, I don't think you can catch me. I go, you want to try? He's like, what kind of party is this turning into? <laughs> that was fun. Now, let me ask you. I'm going to ask everybody on this show. Zero to 100% chance. Yes. What chance does Burt Kreischer actually have? What chance would he actually have in being able to grab Christian McCaffrey? Again, this is not a wide open space. It's a, what do you say, 20 by 20, 20 by 30? 30, th- yeah. So what what chance would you give him? 0% to 100%. Simone, what chance would you give a drunk Burt Kreischer uh, to catch <laughs> Run oh CMC? Yeah, I forgot about that element. Oh, I'm going down four. Four percent. Really? Generous. That's generous. Really? Yeah. Four percent. JJ. I was right around there. I was thinking about five percent. Five percent. Rami. You guys are gonna think I'm crazy. Don't say it. I'm, it's like twenty percent. Thirty percent. I was thinking like I was thinking like twenty too. Right? Like fifteen, twenty percent. First of all, first of all, it's a closed space. It's all about angles. It's all about angles and. I, you might not know this about Burt Kreischer, and he he doesn't look like it. Athlete, Burt Kreischer, athlete. You can Google it. There are all sorts of feats of his athleticism out there on the internet. He's one of those. I call him Fit Fat. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the big dude who somehow can ball at the YMCA and is running up and down the court, making all the fancy between the legs passes and crazy finger roll layups. Burt Kreischer, athlete. I give him at least a 20% chance of catching Christian McCaffrey in a closed how space. Long? How long are we giving him? He said half an hour. He said half an he hour. He said half an hour. When I go to Google Burt Kreischer, Athlete. By the way, uh-huh. Justin it Wise comes up as athlete's foot. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're maybe, serving. Maybe, maybe he had a bad case of it. Uh, by the way, Justin Wise in the, in the YouTube chat says, "Are we talking tag as and touch him or tackle him? No, grab him. Grab him. Yeah, he grab. wants to grab. Grab. Him. He grab. Said grab. grab. Like, so get a hold. Get a hold of him." The only thing I say is he said for a long time, though, I think he said like 20, 30 minutes. That's too long. You'd be tired. If you give me two, two to four minutes, not a shot. He's not. He's not grabbing. No, I, two to four minutes, probably not. No, but. twenty minutes should be tired. Everybody be tired. A hundred percent. Run around for thirty oh minutes and see what happens. Swiping his his elbows away, his forearms away. Oh, forget about it, dude. Ugh. Bert Kreischer, um, athlete. Googled Joe Rogan surprised by Bert Kreischer's athlete. I'm looking at it right now. Joe Rogan, that's not surprising. Yeah, it's not Give a, me somebody a, else. A what else we got? Yeah. Source, yeah. That dude's not athletic either. <laughs> I don't know. Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's overrated. You man. can feel a certain yeah. way about his life and or whatever yeah, his points of view, but uh, the dude was like a, he was a pretty crazy uh, kickboxer, I'm, professional kickboxer. I'm telling you, Burt Kreischer is an athlete. I give him a chance, especially, not, especially he, if it's 20, 30 minutes to get it done. Yeah, then 100%. That's what I'm saying. Give, give it. Give me in a time frame. 
Um, two minutes, three I, minutes, five minutes. I yeah. obviously can't listen to it, but he was on Bussin' with the Boys, and it asks, like, if he played professional football. So I, I, I don't I'm know. Telling you. Hey, man, defense, there are defensive linemen out there that look like Christian McCaffrey or that look like Burt Kreischer. You wouldn't give them a chance to that's, catch Christian McCaffrey? That's what I first I think thought. we're looking at body type and just counting the man out immediately. And I'm telling you, big big folks can move too sometimes. You said he was drunk, though. He was. He's always, but he's always okay. drunk. That can help, though. He's inebriated. Yeah, that inebriated, might help. Yeah. If that's just your natural state, that might actually help. I think help. you might slip. You might slip through them that way. I think McCaffrey had probably had a few, too, based on the setting. Which also has to play a role. I think he could do it. But you're going to power through because you're not going to feel much. Yeah. You know? I'd be a little more nimble. I think he could do it. I 100% think he Well, not 100%, but I think it's a possibility that <laughs> he could do it. I was going to say 100% <laughs> might be a bit much. No, but he could do it. Now I, I'm like trying to. I give to, Bird a chance. Now I'm trying to. Uh, he is the machine after all. Yes, just as Joe Rogan surprised by Kreischer's athleticism despite being a drunk. <laughs> I'm trying to see, like, <laughs> like some of like, the feats of athleticism. Well, no, because I saw a picture of him in like a, a football uniform, and it looked like high school or college. Did he? Did he play? Like, oh, I don't know. I'm how, trying to see if he played like college football or, or at least like something. Yeah, I don't know how 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 long his uh, football career lasted, but I'm telling you. All right, so Tom Segura, guy. Tom Segura. Since you guys, oh, are, I love Tom too. Okay, so. Now you'll 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 listen to him and not Joe Rogan. So here's what here's what Segura yeah, said. We will. Here's what uh, again, I'll be the first one to say I'm not that. Saying yeah. take advice from Joe Rogan. I'm just telling you. You know Joe Rogan's a friend of his. He's around athletes. Yeah. Joe Rogan is a UFC announcer. He's around athletes. He knows athletes. So Segura said. Segura said uh, on on Rogan's podcast they were talking about playing tennis against uh, Kreischer and no way. Segura said. Quote, he was bleeping unbelievable. The thing is, he didn't even prepare for it. He turned up hungover <laughs> with with beers in his hoodie pouch. Oh, my God. His serve was phenomenal. I love this man. <laughs> for someone his who's, serve was phenomenal. Yeah, he says, for someone who's not actively playing, he could kick serves, put spin on it. It was crazy. Some dudes are just natural athletes, man. I'm telling you, Burt Kreischer might be one of those guys. I'm telling you. By the way, Tom Segura... Not one of those guys. Yeah, I was gonna say, look, let's look at the source again. Have you ever, have, did you ever see the video of Tom Segura trying to dunk a basketball? I'm sorry, I'm picking his friends, people that know him. I can't, I can't change his friends, Simone. Okay, I don't know the man personally. Just, I'm, I'm steadfast in my four percent that he cannot catch our CMC. The video of Tom Segura trying to dunk a basketball, though, is epic, and Burke Kreischer is there too. It goes, it goes badly. Tom falls, at least three parts of his body bend in ways they shouldn't bend. And then Burt Kreischer runs up to him and he just says, I got you, buddy. Did he pick him up? He tries to cradle him in his arms. And was he successful? <laughs> I mean, he cradled him, but he didn't, do it. <laughs> he didn't do anything to help. The man broke his whole body. <laughs> he literally broke his whole body. I mean, I don't want to laugh. But. <laughs> no, it was hilarious. They laugh about it, too. It was great. <laughs> I'll show you during the break. We'll all have a good laugh. <laughs> all right, I'll come in there. <laughs> Are you still looking for Burt Kreischer's football career? No, I'm looking oh, okay. at uh, Joe Rogan, who somebody said he's not a professional kickboxer. Oh, okay. He was an amateur. Oh he was an amateur kickboxer. I, I apologize. 
I apologize. He, he didn't go fully pro. I made the mistake okay, of pulling okay, okay, up okay. the Tom Segura video while we're on the air. And now I'm just gone. Now I'm just lost. They just no- fold like an accordion? Is that what happens? Oh, no. There goes all there, there is no getting me back from this, I'm telling you. <laughs> Was it a 10-foot regulation? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his, his foot just, oh, my God. His foot just slips out from under him. Why was he trying to dunk a basketball? Yeah, I think he had a bet with Burt Kreischer that he could. Now, I'm imagining like this is like the Kevin Durant right under the, the rim oh, situation. Oh, so much worse. Oh, worse. Okay. So All much right. worse. Sir, Segura's only six feet tall. What's he thinking? I don't know. <laughs> and what Rami's not telling you is Burt Kreischer did a 360 shortly after Segura tried to... <laughs> By the way, between uh, the legs, New York Post just reported that Shannon Sharp is leaving undisputed. Really? Ooh. Finally got Whoa. sick of Skip's crap, huh? Ooh. Good, good for him. Because I like Shannon, but I can't watch that show. And Pat McAfee's going to make eighty-five million with ESPN. Oh, yeah. are you connecting dots right now? This no, seems like a cash grab. No, no dots being connected. <laughs> now I'm just going to like Google and go down the rabbit hole of Burt Kreischer and in, in his whole story. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of stories, the top story coming up: Cattles and Rami Sacktown Sports.